good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. All right, hour two of the show off and running with you today on this Tuesday. It's a two for Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out at cspire.com. You can text, call, or comment if you're listening, however, wherever. Feel free to shoot me a text on the country please and text line at number 885 3776 601 number 885 3776 call me on the divini phone divini equipment in madison and in jackson your kubota dealer 995-1059 that is a 601 number 995-1059 and uh, hey to you if you're tuning in on the live stream over there you can comment on youtube facebook on the Murray West Live Thread. Murray West, contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. Family owned since 1996. They do the best job anywhere. Big orders, small orders, anything in between. Just trust me. You can see who they work with on the website at murraywest.com. They're doing stuff for Genteel and Prairie Wildlife, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics, and others uh, right there. So check them out, murraywest.com. If you have an, an embroidery order, Trust me, they can help you with anything that you need. And that's where you need to go. Brad comments on the text line. He says, hey, y'all were talking about phone technology earlier. I'm in my 40s and remember when you didn't call a house around supper time or past 9 p.m. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, does anybody have a, a landline phone anymore? Do they exist in homes? Do homes, houses have... A landline phone that's plugged into a phone line in a wall. Anybody have that anymore? I bet you could look long and hard and not find one. Somewhere, somewhere there's a warehouse full of telephones and rolls and rolls and rolls of old phone line. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know. Now... On the uh, Murray West live thread, Will says that his dad, who's 66, still has a landline. Well, all right, I'm impressed. <clears throat> Here's another thing. Y'all help me out with this. What would be the age cutoff for this? There's a certain age of people. I'm in it, okay, and I'm late 40s now. So what's the age cutoff of people like me who can remember their home phone number from when they grew up? I mean, in... You hadn't dialed it or called it or given it out in 30-something years. 40 years, maybe. <laughs> but you still remember your home phone number. Like, there's an age limit where there's a certain threshold where anybody under that is not going to have that. I wonder what it is. Is it 25, 30? Joe Mailman texted the show, and he said, During your road rage, do you ever point at someone and say, See ya! No, but I need to. <laughs> uh, need to do that. But I'm telling you what I'm not going to do, Joe. And now, I'm going to be careful. I don't want to make fun of anybody. But I'm not going to be one of those people that puts see ya on his back windshield. <laughs> his back window. I'm not doing that. 
I told you all that about that vehicle I saw in South Alabama that time. It's three or four years ago. I was going to visit my dad in Dothan, Alabama. And this was somewhere around Troy or Ozark, somewhere in there. And uh, it was an old like Ford Bronco. And on the back glass were in huge letters, like filling up the back glass of this deal. Uh, then again, this was in Alabama uh, of this car. It said the words, uh, one on top of the other, Tide Life. Tide Life. But here's the kicker. Both Tide and Life were spelled with a Y. <laughs> assume it's intentional. I have, to, I have to allow myself to assume it was intentional. I will not allow myself to believe somebody that boldly misspelled both words. <laughs> uh, what was it? Okay, Anthony from Tupelo said, um, I said the other day on the cutting you off deal, he says, I'm to that age where the other day could have been last week to five years ago. <laughs> The other day, last week, or I don't know, 2018 might have been the other day. <laughs> been there, man. Am there. Totally, totally with it. Do the same thing. Unnamed Texture says his parents still have the landline phone. My mother, Susan, commented on the Murray West live thread. She's watching on Facebook. She said, I still have mine. It helps me find my cell phone. When I lose it. <laughs> hey, listen. Okay, listen. A certain percentage of the phone calls, the actual... You know, I do a lot of texting and a lot of emailing and that sort of thing and messaging with my iPhone 12 Pro Max from C Spire. I got it several years ago at cspire.com. I've really taken care of it in spite of the fact I've never put a cover on it. But... A certain percentage of the phone calls that I make, actually dialing a number each week, and it's the same percentage every week, and it's a larger percentage you would think, is simply me calling Annabeth's phone so that we can find it. That's a good reason to have a, a landline home phone. <laughs> call your phone. Call your cell phone. I don't know what that thing is. Well, call it. <laughs> Judy says her mom sells a landline phone. Said it took her cell phone back last month because she never used it. <laughs> now that is fantastic. <laughs> this is great. This is great right here now. Scott texts the show and he said he was remodeling a customer's home last week and he saw a landline phone. He said... I just took a quick peek at it. It had 89 missed calls. <laughs> uh, Anthony said, he says, I think the only reason I remember cutting you off in Tupelo, he's talking about last week, he says, because my son was with me, and I told him, I just cut Matt Wyatt off. I told him I felt bad I did that because you were a good Christian State fan <laughs> and that you played there. His son laughed, and he said, you need to be more careful. Hey, listen, Anthony, you need to drive more carefully if your son is giving you advice. Okay? It's time to shape up, okay? 
and simmer down. Bulldog West texts the show, says, Matt, my folks' place where I grew up is listed in my contacts as home. My house doesn't have a landline, and yes, I still remember it by heart. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, don't call me Ken, texts the show. He says, I used to have smooth across my truck's rear window. Rebels hated it. <laughs> um, it how, hey, still, you. I mean, you may have spelled it with too many vowels, Kenny, but at least it's the right ones. I mean, tied life with a Y in each word? Come on now. What are we doing? MSU 1980 texts the show and says, Matt, I'm 67 and I still remember our phone number from when I was a kid and you only had five numbers for your phone number back then. Really? Huh. You only had five numbers? So a phone number back then only had five numbers. What is uh, MSU 1980? What was that skit on Hee Haw? That Junior Samples was on. They'd say BR549 or whatever it was. Uh, maybe I've, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. It was something like that. Maybe that was a phone number and I never realized it. I don't know. Yeah, Will, Will said the homecoming queen needs an Apple Watch and she can ping her phone when she loses it. Maybe. I cannot see the point of having an Apple Watch, my son. <laughs> I can't see the point of it. Like, I got this. You know, and what's an Apple Watch? It's this, smaller, and strapped to your wrist. I don't want it strapped to my wrist. I want times to be able to put this down and walk away from it. Put it on silent. Forget about it. Like, who? last thing, raise your hand. It's impossible to take a nap in 2023, isn't it? Because of calls and texts and emails and notifications. And then if you turn it off so that it won't bother you, you feel guilty. You're like, okay, my luck. I'm going to turn this thing off, dead, dead phone, turn it off completely, and that's when something's going to happen and they're going to need me. <laughs> Maybe just do it anyway. All right, um, here as promised, I, I told you I might be able to find it. I believe I have. Now, it's longer than the others, but I love it. I love story time with Mike Leach. We lost him one year ago today. And earlier today in the first hours, we were looking back at memories of Coach Mike Leach. We um, listened to some of his stories. He had the time where he responded to a reporter about wedding advice and the time that he nailed the idea of a four-team playoff and how come this level of football is different from every other sport in the world, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, we even heard, you know, the dinosaur arm rant when receivers weren't using their hands to catch the ball. This was after the Alabama game. I mentioned to you, my favorite all-time, like I say, it's longer, but he, he went on this little story about – racking up student loans when he was at Washington State. And I thought I'd give that to you now, looking back at Mike Leach's stories. Check this one out. Oh, but hey, let me just say this. Nobody had more student loans than I did. <clears> or <throat> that had less of a chance of paying them back. So I left 
undergrad, no student loans. We'd go home to Wyoming every summer. <clears throat> so I went eight semesters, you know, summer and winter, then went home, worked, and then paid for the semesters. Worked on campus, too. Um, so I didn't have any loans after undergrad. Then law school, I had a ton of student loans, like 38,000. Um, <coughs> then I had, um, uh, well, then I got out of law school and wanted to look at coaching and married and had my first daughter. So, <coughs> so then I would have, uh, then I would, uh, I did the logical thing, um, you know, to buy another year and to finance uh, my uh, coach football habit and got a master's. Um, I took out another student loan, which brought my total up to about $45,000. And at that point in time, they had about as much chance of getting $45,000 as they did $45 Because <laughs> that might have been, may have been, well, it's been the, the bill. I mean, $45 because make a billion. I don't care. I mean, um, and I figured they could only kill me once. And so then, you know, I started pursuing coaching. And um, in the midst of that, so you got to understand, <coughs> um, my first job I made three thousand for the year. Uh, my second job I probably made, I don't know, maybe ten. Living in Southern California, I could, I could substitute teach in the off season some, and then, um, uh, well, then the next job I'm making like thirteen thousand in Iowa, but. Um, you can't substitute teach because, you know, they're only paying you like 30 bucks a day, you know. So then it wasn't, it really wasn't worth it. It wasn't, <clears throat> and so then, because, um, you know, I was cutting away from my uh, regular job. And so then, uh, so then at Wesleyan, though, they did let me teach a couple classes. And, and I had the weird distinction of teaching two classes while... Uh, taking a class or two and the reason I took a class or two and the, the worst of it is the interest rate on my loans were crazy high because mine, mine were negotiated under, under the Carter administration and not to get too political with uh, with those of you that may wilt uh, the Carter administration was not the administration to take your student loans out <laughs> under okay but I did yeah, I didn't have any choice. It's like, okay, let's see. Wait the next prayer. Okay, here we go. No, so I, uh, um, <clears throat> so it's a, so it's a high interest rate, like crazy high. I can't remember, like eight or something. And then, um, and so then, um, I get. Uh, so I'm teaching class while taking class, because if you took class then you could defer the loans until you quit taking class, see? <laughs> and they did let you do it uh, part-time. I, I could do it part-time. I didn't have to go full-time, which, which, you know, um, sometimes you do, depending, you know, what loans you take out. Sometimes you do, you know. <clears throat> so so I, could, I could defer them if I'm going to school half-time. And I'd take classes I was interested in, and they're pretty good classes. <clears throat> you know, uh, philosophy of Western thought and civilization, uh, uh, abstract expressionist artists, 
history of Cuba, <laughs> history of the Caribbean. So they're good classes. Six months after you leave, uh, then they start charging you interest on the loan and start calling for payments. Well, I have any payments. I mean, couldn't pay to uh, support myself. My wife's working, I'm working, not getting paid very much, and, and then uh, uh, daughter's at daycare. And so then, um, uh, well, so then occasionally the bill collector would call. So I so I tried to defer them as much as I could, you know, take a class. So like during the season, no classes. During the winter classes, then I would have to go um, <coughs> recruiting or something, and then I'd have to cut a deal with the teacher because I'd miss a significant class and, you know, do a big paper or participate in a bunch in class when you're there, that type of thing. So I'd negotiate that out. But <coughs> I wasn't really doing it for a grade and didn't need the grades or anything. And then, um, and by then I was a pretty good paper writer, you know, after law school and everything. And then, um, um, and then sometimes these bill collectors would call you, <coughs> and I'd have some knockdown, drag out conversations with those jokers. <laughs> so, like all those videos that you've seen on the internet are nothing compared to what I was prepared to say to those guys. <laughs> and then, um, uh, well, and, and then the, the worst was, the worst thing was is. Then they would co-mingle. When you started making payments, they would co-mingle uh, collection services. So one collection service says, we haven't heard from you in four months. Uh, pay your, your full loans to pay up or else. Like, I'm going to just write a check for $45,000, of course. <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> and then the, the other service would send you something saying, thanks for your payment, uh, and we look forward to getting it next month. So I'm getting two contradictory things. You know, one says, you know, where are you at? And we haven't seen you. And I, I, used, to, I used to tell these guys, I said, listen, <clears throat> you can either give me another couple months, you can either give me another couple months or accept a lower payment amount, or else I'll go to Mexico. I'll drop <laughs> off the grid. I'll disappear. You will never see me again. And, 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 and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, well, and some were more reasonable than others, but some, I mean, like if you want to see um, <clears throat> some of the biggest pricks on earth, they work in uh, student loan collection. <laughs> and, um, and, and, uh, and, you know, the fact that they'd work there, I mean, it's just relatively disgusting people. They're the, they're the type that aspire to be dog catchers or something like that, okay? <laughs> And then um, <clears throat> the, uh, um, you know, yep, I'm going to pick up that cat or dog so I can break that kid's heart. <laughs> I mean, um, but uh, so they then 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 they they uh, um, well that goes back and forth and then uh, so they can't even untangle the paper of what they've received and what they haven't. They didn't even know how much they'd received. And so then I said, okay, I'm not paying any of you. Because whatever I pay you, you're losing. You can't even keep track of it. You know, typical action, typical federal government stuff, right? Federal government should manage everything, and they can't even keep track of the student loan payments they're getting from uh, at least not mine. And so, <clears throat> so let's see, that's it. Let's have the federal government handle it. And then, and so then, um, so then, uh, 
they, uh, well, they can't sort their paper out. I refuse to pay. And then somehow it starts going up the chain, like I didn't have much of an ability to pay anyway. Then it starts going up the chain. And then they get the thing, and then I start taking classes again. And then somehow I, I in the, the, the sea of bureaucrats, I ended up talking to somebody that had some sense, some reason, okay? <clears throat> and so he understands, okay, I'm going to write this up. Okay, yeah, you were getting stuff where they demanded payment, said you were six months behind, and then the other saying, thank you for the payment you sent. He goes, okay, I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> and he did get the thing back on track. Okay, so then he gets it back on track. <laughs> and um, as I get uh, to the University of Kentucky, <clears throat> I'm able to make monthly payments on my student loan. And you can do the math. This is a lot of years. Um, it wasn't until my second year, second year as head coach at Texas Tech, that I got my student loans paid for. How about that? How about that? Mike Leach, second year head football coach at Texas Tech, finally able to get all his student loans paid for when he went to law school. <laughs> he said about the kind of people that work in student loan collections, they're the type of people that, what do you say? They're the type of people that aspire to be dog catchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get that dog and break that kid's heart. <laughs> Y'all stick around. Back in the Bureau with you, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Uh, glad you like that. Will commented on the Murray West live thread on YouTube, said, I love this story. Rest in peace, Coach Mike Leach. Um, A.B. said, I realize every day how smart he was about not just football, but the world, finances, politics, basically everything. He was a unique individual. God broke the mold with Coach Mike Leach. There will only be one. That's right. Lost him one year ago today. All right. So here on this Tuesday, y'all can call, text, comment. We can get into anything you want to get into. Patrick Mahomes apologized. For the way he acted, we'll come back to that. Uh, text me on the country, please, and text line, 885-3776. 601 number, 885-3776. Now, Beaver happens to live in a place that has alligators. Pearl, Mississippi has alligators. And I think, I see my memory's getting fuzzy, but it seems like Beaver told me one time that he saw one. Anyhow, we'll come back to that because I have some facts about alligators that I want to share with you that I didn't know prior to reading this, and it's from an official source. But first, over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. 
means Davini's been doing it better and longer than anyone else right here at home at Davini. Ryan on line one. What's up, Ryan? Thanks for calling. Hey, how you doing? Great. Good to hear from you. What's up? Well, you know, since everybody's doing a bunch of stuff about Mike Leach, I thought I'd share uh, uh, my favorite uh, Mike Leach encounter. Please do, yes. Uh, so a couple of years ago when he was at the, he was over at the refuge for a meeting for like one of those uh, big uh, state will get together things that they do all around the state, the road dogs too. Yeah, road dogs, yeah. And he got up on stage and that, that was the time I also got to do the impress, my Mike Leach impression in front of him and he loved it. And, uh, but he got up on stage and, uh, uh, they got to him and they were asking him what type of coach he, uh, not what type of coach, what type of lawyer he wanted to be. And he said, well, okay, so basically <laughs> I was going to be one of those lawyers, but you know, you know, if your leg gets cut off by a lawnmower, okay, I'd come over there with a thing of butcher paper, okay, then I'd wrap it up. <laughs> I'd wrap it up, okay, I'd put it in a cooler, and then, you know, we'd go to court, and then I'd put that cooler on top of the, you know, on the evidence table, <laughs> and then, you know, I'd say to the judge, you see that leg right there? It belongs to my client. That's <laughs> uh, <it's> great. <laughs> it's a great story that he told, and then hearing you do the impression of it, Ryan, uh, is is awesome also. That was great. Glad you all like it. I, 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 I was so glad I got to see him that time. I, sure. We it was like pouring down rain, and we we I like I just had this like urge to like go see him. It cost me like a hundred bucks to go there with my uh, dad and me, but I was just so glad I got to see him. Man, that's it, it, that's a neat story, and I'm sure that your friends and family, Ryan, do they do they ask you to repeat that? in the Mike Leach voice every now and then? They're like, hey, do the do the Mike Leach thing about the leg. Do they do that to you very often? Yeah. <laughs> I got that, but uh, last year when uh, Zach Selman and them came to uh, Vicksburg, uh, uh, someone got me to do it for Zach Selman, and he loved it, and they started getting, like, everybody saw you. Uh, <laughs> he'd, like, uh, say, hey, 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 come over here, come over here. Come here. <laughs> All right. Do, do, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. Do the thing. That's great. <laughs> well, good. Ryan, I appreciate you sharing that with us. That was great. Thank you. No problem. God uh, bless. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Ryan. Great to hear from you. AB said, uh, uh, please put Ryan's call in the show archives. Play that every December 12th. We need to save it. AB said, ha-ha, best impression ever. <laughs> That was good. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, Ryan. All right. So, what was that about? What was that about alligators? Let me check in with Beaver. Hang on. Beaver. Matt Wyatt. Did you tell me you saw 
an alligator like in your neighborhood or did we read about it? I can't remember the details. No. So there were two different discussions. One was about the snakes. How I said I had never seen a snake. Yes, okay. And then Jason and in my neighborhood, that is. And Jason and Flagstaff decided that I said, snakes don't exist in my neighborhood. (laughs) The snake in my neighborhood. Now, the alligator, though, there was one in Pearl. It was on the other end of Pearl. It was over on 80, over close to behind Trustmark Park. Okay. And it was just, you know, it was just running loose on the side of the road. He'd come out of some creek somewhere and was just walking around, and people were taking a picture. And Okay. Well, since there is a chance, Beaver, in your neck of the woods, you may run into one at some point. And also kind of PSA, everybody else out there. So I follow the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks on Facebook, and they had a post a couple of days ago, and I was reading through this today. And I don't guess I realize this about alligators. Y'all can see it yourself. Uh, just look up MDWFP on Facebook or Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Did you know alligators, Beaver, did you know this? Alligators go dormant from late October to early April. I didn't know. All right. During the winter which is that alligators spend hours and sometimes days without surfacing for air. Now, did you know that? I didn't know the exact time, the time frame. I knew they did. They, they could do that for a while. Okay. That's my deal. Like I know that an alligator can go underwater and you don't see him for a little bit unless he wants to be seen. That's kind of the scary thing about him. But this says, and this is an official source too, hours, sometimes days, without surfacing for air when they are dormant in the winter. When it's time for a breath, alligators stick their snout above the frozen waterline to breathe. Other facts about alligators during the winter. Alligators can store oxygen in their blood without breathing thus allowing them to remain below the surface for longer periods of time. But days? I mean, an alligator can stay underwater for days? Now, apparently they are... Okay. Osteoderms are a series of over a hundred connected bony plates on the back of alligators that absorb heat to help the alligator regulate their body temperature. All right, so that deal, the spiky back of an alligator, it's called, that's made up of things called osteoderms. Alligators cannot digest food unless they maintain a core body temperature Above 73 degrees. Okay, so so alligators are cold-blooded. They're like fish. They're going to slow down when it gets cold. All right. They go dormant from October to April, late October to early April. Can sometimes spend days submerged without taking a breath. 
store oxygen in their blood. Things on their back store heat, but they cannot digest food unless they maintain a core body temperature above 73 degrees. So the deal with that, no wonder they lay out in the sun <laughs> to warm up. Because what's the point in eating? So I guess the next question is that. I, this is kind of what I'm driving at. Is do you need to be afraid of an alligator when it's freezing cold outside? And this is for you, Beaver. You live in a place where you may walk up on one, according to reports. <laughs> Can All right, so if they're cold-blooded, this is all cold-blooded thing. This is like a... You get a cold-blooded animal organism, they slow down in the winter, like a snake. You don't see them. Can you outrun an alligator in the cold weather? They can't digest you if they eat you. <laughs> Unless their core body temperature is 73 degrees. Now, the whole thing about staying underwater for hours and up to days, that to me, I'm like, really? How's that even possible? I did not know that. I did not know that. I am fascinated by nature. Fascinated by it. It may be because I know so little. <laughs> All right. The reports are coming in. You're going to want to hear one that just texts me about an alligator and a hog and whatnot. That's all coming up. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Fascinated by nature. Learning things about alligators. Uh, Rhino, my man Ryan who called in, comes to Rhino Caliendo. He says, you want to see a gator, Matt, come to Clear Creek. No question about it. Um, last year, well, or actually it was earlier this year, warmer time of year, Rhino, late spring. You know, I was out there around Terra and Eagle Lake, saw a bunch, saw two. They were just sitting down there by a big drain. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll look right into your soul and tell you. Those alligators will look you right in the eye and look into your soul and they'll tell you, hey, you come down here, it's over. They do that. A.B. said alligators must be aliens. How about this? I think I've seen pictures of this, and Jimmy, I didn't really buy it. I didn't really believe it. Still skeptical. I've seen the pictures, though. He says on the Murray West live thread, here in North Carolina, if it's going to freeze, the alligators will allow themselves to be frozen with their snout sticking above the water. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. All right. I got a text when we started talking about alligators. All right. Here's the deal. The fact said, and, and they would know, this is the Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, MDWFP. It said that alligators cannot digest food if their core body temperature isn't above 73 degrees. Now, this is a text that I got that said in April... I witnessed an alligator kill a hog early 
but waited until it warmed up above 75 degrees to actually eat it. He witnessed it while he was fishing in a Louisiana marsh. He said, it's the most educating thing I've ever seen in the wild. <laughs> I mean, an alligator knows. <clears throat> Can't eat him right now. What's the point? The point's trying to, you know, crawl around all day with a whole hog in my belly that won't digest. i got to wait for it to warm up. <laughs> Isn't that something? Joe Mailman said, that alligator fact is probably a good thing, and there might be fewer guys waiting in the waters duck hunting. Or there might be fewer guys waiting in the water. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, they go dormant. It's a good point. <laughs> Somebody texts and goes, I can outrun an alligator when I have to. Well, maybe a few years ago. <laughs> well, you can't be maybe. If the chase is on, there, can't be, there can be no maybe. Uh, Brooks texted the show and said, I remember living in Pearl after college and driving to the gym in Ridgeland, crossing the reservoir, saw a stud of a gator swimming along the spillway road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, go, go down there on the edge of the water, you know, and put your toes in the water and fish. You know, just relax. Go ahead. <laughs> you better... You better keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> um, and one in the chamber. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona says, talking about alligators in the cold weather, I was like, you know, because I was wondering, I mean, if it's really, really cold, they move around slow enough, you don't have to really worry about them. And Jason goes, how cold? Mississippi cold? He said, I wouldn't test that with alligators. He said, I say that because I've seen rattlesnakes out and about here with snow on the ground. He's out in Arizona. He said, if they can get into the sun and it's not just unreasonably cold, they can definitely move around enough to bite you. Gino says, when running from alligators, remember, he can't zigzag. <laughs> now, Gino, here's really what I want, Okay. I'm going to need a video demonstration of, of the right way to run in a zigzag pattern to get away from an alligator. <laughs> Send it to me. Get somebody to film it. I need, it. I need someone to give me a video example. And then Principal said that uh, he caught and killed a 11-foot, 7-inch alligator a couple of seasons ago off uh, Ross Barnett. So, you, so Principal, you were one of those that got the Gator license. You won the Gator lottery, huh? That's great, man. 11 feet. Now, think about that. Think about one that's 11 feet long. Really. Go out here into the gym, look at a basketball goal, stand up there at 10 feet, add one more foot to that, and if you're hanging him up, that's nose to tail. And this is something, okay, all right, hey, Beave, when you, hey. do you, how, how much do you drive on Lakeland? Not a lot. Not a lot? Somebody, okay, because somebody said 
texted in and said that alligators cross Lakeland Drive often. I mean, now think about that for a minute. How many lanes of traffic are we talking about, Beaver? Six? Eight? Has to be. It's at least six lanes. <laughs> three east, three west. It may be more than that. How is an alligator, how long does it take an alligator to cross <laughs> Lakeland? Here we go. Well, we're so we're way too polite in those instances. We will stop and let that, much <laughs> like these geese. Geese yeah. are complete jank holes. They are the worst. They are rude and considerate. And we stop for them to cross the road. Yep. And they take forever. So I don't put it past gators. They'll do it too. I was looking at the hunting seasons in Mississippi yesterday, Beaver. You know, we got goose season. Not just Canadian geese, but there's two or three different kinds of geese. A Ross's goose, you can shoot it certain times a year. <laughs> there's, uh, what do they call them? Snow geese, and then you got blue geese, and they have seasons on all of those. So, Beaver, I know work and life sort of determines how much or how little a person has time-wise for outdoor activities. But you know what I think, Beaver? I, you sound like a perfect candidate to become a goose hunter. If you're ever going to get into hunting, Beaver does not like the geese. <laughs> and a couple times a year, Beaver, in your neck of the woods, you get your hunting license and thin them out. <clears throat> uh, by the way, Principal, he did get the goose, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the gator license. And uh, he says he's still got gator meat in the freezer. Look, when it's cooked right, it's really good. Jason in Flagstaff says he's not worried about alligators or snakes. It's those giant swamp rats that scare the <laughs> out of me. I hate rats. Now, come on, Jason. Those things cannot hurt you at all. There's no A snake can kill you. A gator can kill you. A rat cannot kill you. What are you scared of? As Pete from Old Brother, Where Art Thou, would say, that logic... That don't make no sense. It doesn't. <laughs> Unnamed texture said that he's read where, because gators submerge themselves for hours and days during the winter, there's many duck hunters that may think they've bumped into a log on the bottom of backwater, in backwater areas, while waiting, when actually some of those logs could be gators. <laughs> Come on now, you're just saying that. Tell the truth. You are only saying that so that I'd read it on the air, so that anybody out there who's a duck hunter, you get a kick out of the idea that they might right now be a little bit, <laughs> a little more tentative the next time they walk out there in those waders. Okay, and it actually happened. Principal, it actually happened. An 11-footer, because he's got him right there. Look at that picture. He sent me a picture. You know, when people say pictures or it didn't happen, there it is. 11-foot gator. Look at that thing. Whew, it's a big one. I mean, it takes a skid steer to pick it up. <laughs> Look at it. That a boy. And gator meat in the freezer. How, what are you doing? Principal, what are you doing with that gator meat? Like, is it a specialty thing? What are you making? Are you 
getting some fillets and frying it up. I've had that before. It's pretty good. Okay, Steve, I tell you what. Steve comments on the Murray West Live thread. He's on Facebook, and he says, I've got a great Gator story, but your show is almost over. So, Steve, if, if you'll help me remember, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Like, if you're able to get in there tomorrow and, and just give me a quick reminder on the Gator story, and then you're right, you we're almost done, but maybe we'll – I mean, if you want to unload it on me, I'm all for a good Gator story. Principal says he fries it. I think the first time I had some gator was at Obie's in Starkville. And that was on a sandwich. It was good. Hey, you know, Country Pleasing has gator and pork sausage. You ever had any of that? It's good. I mean, really good. has a little bit of a different look to as far as the coloring, whatever. But, man, it is some kind of good now if you haven't had it. And our goose hunters have weighed in. Somebody texted and said, the sound of a goose hitting the ground from the sky is one of a kind. <laughs> is that like the turkey drop on WKRP in Cincinnati? <laughs> That'll wrap it up for today. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show, I appreciate you being a part of it. We'll do it again tomorrow. More Gator stories. In the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See you then. See you.